All right. As you know, that we regularly bring you the feature where we highlight some of the players that maybe you and I don't know about, but who are South African and playing their trades internationally. And here to give us a, a, a brief outlook once again, the Prince Obayani joins us in studio. Good evening. Welcome, sir. Uh, good evening, Darob. Uh, good evening to the listeners once again. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, we're going to be going live to London in England in a second. Uh, but just give me a bit of a brief background on the gentlemen uh, who are who's going to be chatting to us in a second. Um, Darob, today we're going to be chatting to Nicola Tabares, um, who was born in Cape Town. Um, it, it is his early age. He played for Hellenic, um, and then he then moved on to to England, where he played for. Um, Brentford uh, under 18s played for Brighton under 18s and eventually signed for Crystal Palace, which is where which is where he's playing right now. He's currently the captain of Crystal Palace B. Um, that is Nicola Tabarez. He's a centre back. Mm-hmm. Uh, plays for Crystal Palace. Darop. All right, so we're going to take a break in two minutes, but let me bring him on the line. Nicola Tabarez uh, coming through live from London in England. Good evening and welcome to the show. Hi guys, how's it going? We are very, very good. We're very happy. Uh, we've got something called load shedding. Do you know load shedding in the UK? No, I'm not sure what that is. Yeah, we, we, we have no electricity here, uh, Nicola. We're driving around, traffic lights aren't working, no electricity. It's, it's a sad time. A it's a dark time. It's, but hey, you know what? That's why we called you, just to brighten up our day, man. Welcome. Good to have yeah. you on the show. Good to be on. Good to speak to everyone and maybe even inspire a few, if I'm lucky. No, without a doubt. And and obviously, we, we've been very closely keeping tabs of, of, of your progress. And uh, Prince has been updating us and our listeners as well on your progress. And we've got to say congratulations indeed. You are officially the captain. Yeah, thank you very much. I mean, it's been a, it's been a long journey. Um, like Prince said, started off in Cape Town and moved over when I was 14. My family came over with me, so I'm very grateful for that and i've just taken off from there and i'm doing really well now so captain of under 23 side and just trying to push on now and hopefully get into the first team as soon as possible i was going to say you you must be knocking on that door to getting into the first team but i'm going to put you on hold um don't go anywhere nicola we're just going to take a quick ad break and come back and chat to you about uh, the prospects of breaking into the crystal palace uh, uh, number one team the first team he is under 23 he's the captain at crystal palace and of course south african in every way it's exactly 17 minutes uh, to the top of the hour. As we said, that the future of South African football looks to be in very good hands at present. An increasing amount of very young players playing their trade uh, in some of Europe's most well-known football countries. Now, and that is why today our brief focus is on South African-born defender Nicola Tavares, uh, who has taken what could be a huge leap towards the big time after he was named the captain of the English uh, uh, Premier League side Crystal Palace's under. 23 side last year. But how much of local football, though, uh, before you went that side, Nicola, did you play or zero? Um, in, in Cape Town? Yeah. Hellenic? Well, I, I've been playing since I was four years old. I started off at Tableview Football Club um, and I was there until about 13. And then I went to Old Mutual Academy for about two years. And then for my last year, before I moved abroad, I was at Hellenic Football Club, which only recently opened before I left. Um, but the funny story is, I didn't get scouted 
playing for any of these teams. I actually got scouted playing at a, like a soccer school, like a samba thing. It was on like a 3G pitch in a cage. Wow. And there was a scout that happened to be there. And by by luck, me being on my game that day, he approached me and my father afterwards and said he has contacts with certain agents abroad in London and he'd like me to go over for a trial. And that's when everything started, really. That's incredible. So it wasn't even like a featured match, you know, just something out of the blue and you just happened to be playing and focused on that day. Exactly. I mean, he watched a few games after he first found me at the soccer school, but it just shows that the greatest gifts aren't always presented in in such a straightforward way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm with you with that. But just tell me, though, once the connect had been made with the agent over in London, how quickly did things move from there? So quick. I mean, he watched me for a further four or five games playing for Hellenic, and then he told me there and then, I think you're ready, and I don't think you should take a day more, and you should really go over. So within a week, uh, my dad came over with me to London, and we, for my first time ever being there, we trialed for Reading SC, and the trial lasted a month. So me and my dad were in a hotel for a month, um, going to train a couple times a week, and at the end of the month, I'd also interested in another club called Brentford, which are now in the championship. And, and I had a decision to make, really. I can I can join Reading or Brentford or I can carry on in South Africa. And I just thought for my career, the best thing to do was to take that leap and, and go and try something new. And, and it's paid off. So, I mean, isn't that where Kamuela um, Mokocho is? South Africa is... Uh, exactly. Yeah, so you'd have you'd have uh, teamed up with another South African player who obviously uh, has been playing at the highest level, you know, since he played in the Danone under 12, uh, where they he captained that team. And I remember they won it. They went and met Zinedine Zidane, and he's been at it for the longest time. He's had a great season, a great 2019, in fact. And here you are also having a great time. And when... You broke into Crystal Palace, and then suddenly you started seeing that you playing such a, an important role, uh, so much so that they even uh, Nicola started looking at you as a future captain. How quickly was that process as well? Well, um, I've been at Crystal Palace now for about a year and a half, um, and it started off quite steady. Um, still playing all the games, but quite a younger player in the under twenty three side, and then a year later you all of a sudden become a senior player because players leave, players get injured, players go out on loan. And, and I found myself being quite a key member at centre-half. Um, and and I, I'm, they see me as quite a leader in terms of my work ethic and, and pushing people around me. So I think that that might be what made them make that decision to put me as captain. So And from then, I've never looked back. So I'm enjoying it and it's something new for me, really. All right. I mean, Prince is still here, so we're just in conversation. If you have any questions, 0605842250, uh, chatting to uh, Nicola Tavares, South African. He's playing at Crystal Palace. He's the captain at the under-23 uh, side over there and looking to break into the first team. Hopefully they don't get relegated, Prince. Yeah? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I'm, I'm very happy that, um, you know, we, we finally get a chance to speak to Nicola. I mean, been a while since I, I was even telling him that you know it's been a while since I've been wanting to talk to him and it's been a while since I've been tracking him and it's been it's, it's, it's a pleasure to finally uh, get to talk to him. 
And I mean, great, great work, as I said, just uncovering all of these players and, and, and looking at a South African perspective. How much of the SA game, uh, Nicola, do you still keep in touch with, or keep up with electronically and otherwise? Um, every now and then I'll have a look at, at how things are going. It's To be honest, it's more to see how former teammates and coaches are doing and where they're at. Um, but yeah, I'll have a look every now and then. I, I wouldn't say I, I look every week, you know what I mean? Yeah, sure. But in, in your heart of hearts, and, and given how young you still are, do you harbour hopes of playing for the national team at some point, South Africa's national team? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've had conversations with Stuart Baxter. I mean, he was in London not so long ago, and we had positive conversation, and he explained to me what he's trying to do with the national team and, and, and whatnot. And, um, but yeah, nothing nothing's come in writing since then, but you know, I'm just focused on, on every game as they come and improving and working hard. And I think things will come with that, you know, along the path. I mean, what was the thrust of that conversation with uh, Stuart Baxter? Uh, just the conclusion thereof, though, because th- that would have given you an indication as to whether or not there is an interest from our side in terms of what you're doing. Yeah, Stuart, Stuart Baxter was just, he, I think it was half just uh, to let me know that he does know who I am and and there is trust being kept on me. So overall, it was a positive meeting because no matter what was said in that meeting, just having been able to speak to someone of that stature, you know, was amazing for me. So it made me realize how far I've come and, and how much I just need to keep on with the hard work. All right, I'm going to ask you to stay and hold again, Nicola. Thank you so much indeed. Um, Nicola Tavares, yeah, I mean, what a journey unbelievable journey and we'll we'll get the final gist of his day what he's doing and how close he thinks he is before Roy Hudson says you know what lad come through you're ready all right, exciting prospects. We've just uh, covered and uncovered the fact that uh, Nicola Tavares has had conversations with Bafana Bafana coach uh, Stuart Baxter, which for me augurs well because uh, we, we do need a very, very strong uh, national team. And if he is one of those major contributors, then why not? And uh, I mean, I had a look. Was obviously Nicola. I need, I need to know what you look like. And I had to, you know, dig deep. And I'm looking at a very strong human being, very masculine, powerful. How how tall are you? Um, I'm about six foot one. Um, but yeah, that's one of my strong points in my game. I'm Jeez. quite athletic, <laughs> quite athletic, strong and fast. So that helps me. That is crazy. But then I'm worried though because if South Africa don't move fast in terms of utilizing your services, then Croatia is there. Because I think you you go what you split three ways: South African, Croatian, Portuguese. Exactly. My dad's Portuguese. My mom's Croatian. But born and raised in South Africa, so yeah. oh. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> that is quite unique, though. But but um, I mean, I was chatting to Prince early on, and he says that uh, from a Croatian perspective, in the in the junior national teams, they've been able to call you up already. Yeah, I've I've been to a couple trips now. I started off under nineteen, and and they've called me up recently as well to the under twenty. So I'm fully committed to that, and I'm still. Very privileged to to play for Croatia because I go there every year and my mum's Croatian, family's Croatian. So for me, it's whatever opportunity opens itself up, you know, I'm going to grab it with both hands. So. Yeah. Prince, I mean, what do you make of that? Uh, Darab, uh, to be honest with you, I I, I just think, you know, um, Safa must just, you know, do what they need to do. They just need to 
Uh, it's a good thing that the coach has already spoken to to Nick. Um, I just think that just just need to follow it up um, and call Nick. I mean, the under twenty four stands has qualified for a World Cup. Maybe we can start there. We can have him at the World Cup. Then you know, um, take it from there. But you are a very good defender. I mean, at nineteen to be a captain of the B team of the under twenty three of, of Crystal Palace, that's big. So I think Safan really need to you know really need to act fast because Nick you know is committed to the country. He's just said it himself that he's committed to playing for South Africa. But South Africa needs to take the necessary steps as quickly as possible. Sure. I mean, do you get any pressures, though, Nick, overall when it comes to the allegiance perspective? Because once you make that decision and once, let's say, a call-up comes through uh, from Croatia, for example, and you take on a game, that is it for you. You are done. You cannot play for any other national team. Yeah, I mean, I fully understand that. But like I said, I'm not going to create... Um things in my head that aren't there yet at the moment there's one thing on the table for me and I'm I'm performing to my best ability for Croatia because that's what I'm dealing with at the moment I'm very happy to do so so I'm not too bothered by what's not there at the moment if you understand what I'm saying yeah no I'm with you I'm with you in terms of that and and just uh, in terms of the first team I mean what are the prospects what are you facing and what's the worry like within the entire Crystal Palace family because you always look at the senior team you look at how well they play I think they play brilliant football they should not even be worried about uh, any thoughts of relegation what's your what's your thinking along those lines yeah so in, in terms of me I mean there's at least I'd say four or five center back in the first team squad currently um, what happens in the next few years I'm not sure about but at the moment, I'm just waiting for an opportunity. And in terms of the actual Crystal Palace squad, I mean, we do this every year. I mean, we see Palace fighting towards the bottom of the table in the second half of the table. But, you know, we always push through and it's what we do. So we know how to do it. Do you know what I mean? So we'll get through it. No stress. You'll manage. You've bumped into, you've had a conversation a couple of times with the first team coach at all. How does the structure work? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I've been over there. I've trained a few times now, more than a few times. Every other week, you'll you'll be training with the first team, um, and I and I speak to the gaffer whenever I go over. So he's he knows who I am. I know he is, he is and and we get along. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So he, he almost knows every under twenty three player, and that's how it works at Premier League football clubs. Prince, um, Nick. Um, no, I just want to ask. So. Um, have you met any of the guys that are from South Africa that play that side? In the first team squad in the national team? No, no, I mean like the, the other guys that play for like the other teams and everything. Do you have any interactions with them? No, and, and I've heard of them and, and I, follow, I follow a few of them on social media, but mm. I haven't actually spoke to any of them in particular, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those things, though, because, again, if you haven't been socialized uh, in terms of knowing those, those people, again, Nicola, I suppose it becomes a bit difficult for you uh, to formulate those friendships unless you're introduced or unless, again, you bump exactly. into each other. Yeah. Exactly. I feel like it's more like we know of each other. And yeah. There's no actual relationship that's been made yet, if you know what I mean. The, the, the biggest difference when you look at your journey as you were here in South Africa versus the structure, the professionalism, just the approach to the game itself over in England, what would you say stands out? I think what you just said is very true. I mean, I think the, the structure and the professionalism is a different level when you get to England. Um, in terms of the playing style, I, I feel like 
England's a lot more physical, and I feel like South Africa, there's more flair, skill, mm. flavour, you know what I mean? Yeah. And in England, it's very structured, position-specific. Everyone knows their job, and, and it's very physical, and you have to be ready for that. So I think that's the main difference between South Africa and England. And, and they emphasize, I mean, I was looking at your entire under-23 team now, and the emphasis on... I won't even say bulking up, but just the physique side is important. They make sure that you are of a certain physical conditioning. 100%. I mean, we're doing gym four times a week. We're doing four or five times a week now we do gym. Um, And sometimes, with me personally, I find that I might go into some games this season feeling a little bit fatigued, but I know in years to come it's going to definitely pay off. and, And you have to be at a physical level, especially as a centre-half, centre-back, yeah. to be ready to compete at first-team level, so I'm willing to put in the work. Nicola, you know what? You, you sound like you've got your head screwed on the right way on those shoulders of yours. You sound like somebody who's keen to achieve. You sound like somebody who, uh, you know, we ought to be watching on a regular basis. And we can only wish you the best of luck, man. Thank you so much for affording us that opportunity to catch up with you and to just introduce you to South Africans on a broader scale that are listening to us on this national radio stations. Thank you so much. And I appreciate you guys for having me on. If I could at least inspire one person today from... South Africa, anywhere, you know. I just want to show everyone, all the kids and the teenagers, that there is a pathway, even if you think it might be hard. But I'm living proof that you can make it. You just have to put in the effort and work hard. And that's what I wanted to come on here, just to say to everyone, to open some eyes and and get people achieving what they want to achieve, you know? Sure. Unbelievable. Nicola, I wish you everything of the best. Very mature and what a player. Thank you very much indeed. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Right. I appreciate it, man. Nicola Tavares, uh, Crystal Palace's under-23 captain. Sure. All right, we've got to say goodbye to our Metro FM listeners. Thank you so much indeed. We'll catch up with you tomorrow. And don't forget, after the news, though, yeah, what a story. You cannot miss what's going to happen after the news. Thanks so much, Prince. We'll see you next week, right? Highly appreciated, man. You can go to Crystal Palace's uh, website if you want to see what this uh, monstrosity of a human being looks like. It's cpfc.co.uk. cpfc.co.uk. And under more, you just click there and you go to under 23. You'll see him. Nicola Tavares stands a chance of playing for South Africa. But it looks like at the moment it is the Croatian national team who have their claws firmly on him. I don't know.